We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Ladies and gents, boys and girls, happy Thursday, February the 2nd, 2023. Hope you're all doing well. Chris Phillips here, the Daily Crow of the Spurs Up Show. Appreciate you all tuning in. we got a lot to get into. Uh, I see DGD, Joey 80, Stephen Boyle Jr., Leonard Matthews, Chase Floyd, Xavier, Noah Johns, Gad, Todd Smith. What's going on? Also, those in the Big Cock Club Discord. You see the new Big Cock Club lid, by the way. We got the all-white Foam Trucker Big Cock Club lid. All my Big Cock Club members, this is actually available on the store. If you want to check it out, tsus.store. Again, guys, appreciate you all tuning in. Got a lot to get into, but y'all, those in the Big Cock Club Discord, y'all head to the TDC Questions channel. Davon Johnson, what's up, man? Appreciate you. Um, again, we're taking your questions, your comments, your calls as well. 843-790-3377. That's 843-790-3377. Also, of course, podcast dropped this morning, episode 756. Uh, really exciting stuff as we talk everything. The Nicholas Harbor commitment. Also, our Yardcocks breakdown continues as we talk short stops uh, on today's show. And we touch on basketball just a little bit. And... My good friend, J.D. Pakel of On3, he joined me for a great conversation. Really appreciate him taking the time. So, again, y'all be sure to check that out. Of course, as always, guys, TDC brought to you by our friends over at Price Picks. Go download the Price Picks app or go to pricepicks.com. When you do, use the promo code TSUS at sign up to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Guys, you can play anything and everything. College sports, pro sports, all things in between. They've got it over at Prize Picks. So, again, go download the app or go to prizepicks.com and at sign up, use that promo code TSUS to receive 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Be sure to check them out and tell them that Chris from the Spurs Up Show sent you. We have had a very, very exciting morning over on this side of things in regards to the business side, the merchandise side. And I'm just going to leave it at that. We got some really, really big things in the works and things that are going to impact business. And when I say be a, a game changer for business, a game changer unlike any other game changer we've ever had in the history of the Spurs Up show. So very excited. That's all I will say for now until things are official. My guy Bruin Nation, what's up? Tuck, what's up, Rip? How about the Ripper? What a day yesterday, Ripper. How about it? Justin says, Chris, do you think Gigi's a one and done? I do. Yes, I absolutely do. I think his play is only strengthening that cause uh, because in the midst of this terrible season, Gigi Jackson's playing pretty good basketball, right? So 
Um, Brian Dean says, I see we got D'Angelo Gibbs, five-star receiver from Tennessee, great addition to our receiver room. Yeah, we'll see him. And he hasn't played in a game, I think, since like 2018, something crazy like that. So, um, you know, was part of the 2017 signing class for the Georgia Bulldogs. So we will see what type of impact he can make. Um, but, you know, I think, you know, we were talking about that this morning on Inside the Gamecocks, which shout out to those guys. Appreciate them having me on. Uh, also, in case you missed it, they just added JB. You might recall JB and Goldwater, that the old show there. Uh, they added JB onto their onto their uh, onto their show, if you will. And JB does a great job, so I think it's a great addition for them. And had a really bit of good time chatting with them. And I think he adds a lot of value to their show. But again, we talked about D'Angelo Gibbs a little bit, and you know, JC made the point: low risk, high reward. And at this point, hey, trust Shane Beamer, right? Why not? Uh, also, by the way, on that note, I know normally we have JC Sherbert on the show. No JC today. He is hitting the road for a funeral, taking care of personal matters. Uh, so he will not be able to join us. We're going to try to reschedule maybe tomorrow. If not, though, we'll have JC back on the show next week. So again, uh, appreciate JC, you know, letting me know ahead of time. And uh, yeah, obviously just keep him in your thoughts and prayers. Obviously nobody likes going to a funeral or anything like that, or just what, what it entails, if you will. But uh, yeah, anyways, that is the situation or that's what's going on with JC. So you got nothing but me today. Your questions, your comments, your calls, 843-790-3377. That is 843-790-3377. Would love to hear from you guys, your thoughts, your reactions. What a day it was yesterday, and we've talked a lot about it, the impact of Nicholas Harbor, what his signing means, obviously. And, um, you know, it was a great day to be a Gamecock. Also, Mazio Bennett this morning uh, basically announcing that tomorrow at noon – he is going to make his decision on where he'll be playing his college football, and it looks like based off the crystal balls and what people are saying, um, you know, there's a good chance that Bennett will be a Gamecock, and that would be five for five. Five for five on four stars for the 2024 class. So you talk about <clears throat> blue chip ratio and what that means, and, I mean, it's, it's, it's just huge. It's just huge. James Kendall says, any chance Harbor wants to try out for basketball? Uh, I doubt it, James, and – you know, I, I know that they could use all that. You know what's crazy? Harbor would not even be that big, like in basketball. Like six foot five, that is very just normal, right? I mean, Gigi Jackson's six nine. Like when you think about that. But uh, no, I, I think that Lamont Paris is going to have to go out and find players on his own. Uh, yeah, they could use all the help they could get, though. Great point, James. Um, anyways, guys, appreciate you all tuning in. Uh, let's see. Yeah, Gamecock 79, this is how it starts, taking it to the next level. That That's really where my excitement, and, um, you know, I've been giddy since yesterday, but that's that's really what 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 excites me is not just what the Nicholas Harbor signing means, you know, for this season or for present day or even his career, but what it means for the future, right? And it just, it feels like things are truly changing in Columbia, and we've got a chance to build success for the long haul. That, that's what's exciting to me. That's what's truly exciting. Um, so, you know, I, I, I just, you know, I really excited. It's just, it, how can you not be pumped up? I mean, how, how can you not be giddy about the future of South Carolina football? How, how can you not be? How can you not be? So, uh, really great stuff. Again, guys, would love to hear your thoughts. You can text the number as well, by the way, 843 790 Um, Again, we talked short stops today, guys. We're just two... We're just over two weeks away from opening day. 15 days from opening day. South Carolina will take on UMass Lowell. 
Uh, really pumped for that. We talked short stops on today's show. And this is one that uh, I, I think some folks will be intrigued because Michael Braswell, if you do not follow along closely enough, Michael Braswell is not your starting shortstop. So many folks are like, where in the world's Brazzy going? That's a great question. And I think that's one of the big storylines early in this season because Braylon Wimmer returns from last year's team, obviously one of your best hitters. He now slides over to the shortstop position. And Mark Kingston, they've talked. They are very comfortable with him there. They like him there. Uh, he is the starting shortstop. He has won that job, beat out uh, Michael Braswell, if you will. They love his range at short, guys. Of course, he's a six foot four kid that runs, uh, you know, r- runs in the low sixes in the 60 yard dash. Very, very fast, has big league type of speed. And you look at what he did last year, hit 312 for you, right? And I think he can take a next step this year as well. So Braylon Wimmer, certainly one of the leaders in your lineup and on your ball club. And I think uh, cutting down on the errors will be a big thing for him, nine errors a season ago. But, uh, you know, Braylon Wimmer, I think, has got the makeup of one of the best shortstops in the league. And I, I think Braylon Wimmer, when you look at guys on this roster that you could project at the next level, Braylon Wimmer's one because he's got all the tools. I mean, he's just got all the tools, guys. So really excited to see what he can do in his final year. And I think he's a guy, certainly, that could be a top 10 round draft pick. And I think he could be one of the best shortstops in this league. Now, what does that mean for Michael Braswell? We will talk third baseman, right, on the Monday show. We'll talk third baseman on the Monday show. And so I think that you could see Braswell slide over to there. I think that would make a lot of sense. Uh, but he's got to win a job. You know, I thought Mark Kingston said something a couple weeks ago that was that was really telling when he said that there, you know, there were guys, there were guys last year that were no-brainer starters that now are fighting for jobs. And that's the great thing, right? That that's that's a great situation to be in because you've got guys. Um, you know, iron sharpens iron, right? Iron sharpens iron. So you do love that. I think competition, it obviously only helps your ball club and excited to see, you know, where Braswell ends up in this lineup. Um, so yeah, really, really pumped for what he can do for you. Anyways, guys, eight four three seven nine zero three three seven seven. That's eight four three seven nine zero three three seven seven. James Kendall says, "Lord, do not play Wheel of Fortune at third base." Yeah, indeed, indeed. They got to find a guy. I, I do think it's going to be Michael Braswell, uh, your opening day shortstop. I, I do think he's going to be that guy. I think they're going to give Brazzy the first shot. They like Ethan Petrie behind him, right? The true freshman. They're really high on him. Uh, Kevin Madden as well can play there. So, you know, you got a couple of guys. You got, I mean, it, it's really Braswell and Madden. It's like, where do they go? Where do they end up? Where can you put them, right? Because you think about it, Will McGillis is your second baseman. I, I mean, I, I can give you guys almost a full projected lineup at this point. But around the infield, you're looking at Cassis at first, McGillis at second, Wimmer at shortstop. And then I think Braswell at third. I, I, I do think he's going to be, I think he's going to get that first opportunity. I think he's going to get that first shot. So, um, you know, we'll see how it plays out, but it's going to be, again, really, really interesting to follow just where does Michael Braswell fall in this lineup because he was so electrifying for you a season ago, right? I mean, I think he was a he was a fan favorite early on, and with the impact he made as a true freshman, and had a really solid freshman campaign. I mean, hit over 280. You saw the struggles in SEC play, but it was pretty typical of what you see for most freshmen and just adjusting to that level of pitching and the arms that you see on a game-in, game-out basis, but... I think Michael Braswell is one of those guys. Mark Kingston talked about it a couple weeks ago. There's freshmen, there's guys who were freshmen last year. They expect to make major jumps as sophomores. And I think Michael Braswell is that guy, or he's one of those guys. And while it may not be at the shortstop position, because Braylon Wimmer has slid over and will start there, 
while it may not be there, Michael Braswell, I think, will find a spot in this infield. And if nothing else, he is going to provide incredible depth at the shortstop position. So excited to see how it breaks down. And uh, yeah, cannot wait for opening day, man. Can't wait for opening day. 15 days until first pitch. Uh, Going to be absolutely electric. Lynn Turner says Braswell's a fan favorite. He did everything he was asked last year. Indeed. Yeah. Pitched too. Also pitched. I mean, it's absolutely crazy when you think about it. It's absolutely crazy when you think about it. He pitched as well. So, really, really cool stuff. Really, really cool stuff. Again, guys, 843-790-3377. Let's see. Babes and Waves is TSUS best coverage in the biz. Thank you so much. Elizabeth Ballard says... In the Big Cock Club Discord on JC's show, he made a comment. He only has talented guys going to show. I thought that was a huge compliment to you, JC. Well, I, I listen, Elizabeth. I appreciate JC. Um, he's one of the best in the business. I obviously been doing it for a long time, and there's a reason, right? There's a reason for it, and I appreciate JC. I appreciate the vote of confidence from him and his belief in me. And um, yeah, I can't, can't say enough good things about JC Sherbert. And uh, really, really blessed and fortunate, and happy for the relationship that we have built. Uh, she also says, when we making big moves, everyone hated George Khalil hitting, but he was so good at shortstop. Well, I mean, Elizabeth, I understand it because George Khalil was practically an automatic out in SEC play. I mean, he really was. He really was. Um, he really was. So, I mean, I don't I don't blame fans, right? I, I get it. I get it. I love Georgie too, but God, he couldn't hit to save his life. Just could not hit to save his life. So, you know, happy that we're going to have somebody that's dynamic, that's a threat, at the uh, at the shortstop position, and uh, you know, excited for what he can do for us. So, um, anyways, let's see. What a day yesterday was, man! The day that that Nicholas Harbor built, right? The day that Nicholas Harbor built, uh, absolutely incredible stuff. Again, guys, be sure to check out the conversation with uh, JD JD Pakel today. Really, really good stuff. Had a lot of fun chatting with him. Uh, Again, another guy, one of the best in the business. So, Brian Dean, Chris, I've followed South Carolina football since the late 70s. I can't remember a time when recruiting was this high. Coach Beamer will lead this team to a championship in the next couple of years. Yeah, I'm hoping so. You know, and you, and you know, and I'll tell you this. You know how you can tell things are going really, really well for South Carolina football? When I start seeing Clem Sucks trolls and, and, and Maryland trolls and Kentucky trolls and – and trolls from other fan bases pop up in our mentions. Because it's like, why are they doing that? And it's very unsolicited. We're not even talking about their team. Why are they doing that? Well, it's because they don't like what's going on in Columbia. And to be fair, they shouldn't. I mean, to be fair, they should not. They should be worried. They should be terrified. They should be absolutely terrified in my mind. I mean, South Carolina's already taken down Clem Sucks. They've already taken down Tennessee. Right? The, the rival is of no concern. The, 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 the rival's been disposed of. And now you got the rival coming to Willie B this fall? That's a game you should expect to win. That's a game South Carolina should win. That's a game I'm picking them to win. Picked them in my way too early predictions, and I, and I will not balk or budge off that. that. That's a game we should come into the season expecting to win. That should be a win. Absolutely it should be a win. Anyways, guys, yeah, I'm feeling good. We're feeling good here on this. Uh, feeling good on this Thursday for sure. Absolutely. Feeling very, very good. It's nothing but your questions. 
comments, calls. By the way, D1Baseball.com has dropped their full SEC preview. Full SEC breakdown, prediction preview, what have you. Uh, D1 Baseball picking the Gamecocks to finish fourth in the SEC East. They've got Tennessee winning the East, Florida in second, Vandy in third, South Carolina fourth. They've then got Georgia fifth, Kentucky sixth, and Missouri seventh. They've got 11 of 14 teams in the SEC making the postseason. Only three are not, and they all come from the SEC East. Georgia, Kentucky, and Mizzou. They've got the entire West in the postseason. That's how good the SEC West is. That's how good the SEC West is. So, really excited, man. I mean, it's it's. I mean, and I think that's another reason why why I love SEC baseball so much is because I mean, as good as SEC football is, guys, I think SEC baseball is better. I mean, I really do. Like when you talk about the depth of the league and how many good teams in the league, I mean, there's teams that go 12 and 18, 13 and 17 in the conference that are good ball clubs that in any other conference would just tear it up. But the SEC is such a grind. It's such a gauntlet, right? I mean, it's it's wild how deep the conference is. I mean, even Georgia, Kentucky, Mizzou, who they're projecting to miss the postseason, are going to be solid ball clubs. Like, those are not going to be easy weekends. You know, Carolina's first SEC weekend is on the road in Athens. Right? On the road in Athens. I mean, that will be no cakewalk. That will not be an easy weekend. So, it, it's... The depth of the conference is, is is just incredible. I mean, it's absolutely incredible. So, it's absolutely incredible. Again, guys, let's see. Coleman Hall says, just want to say with all seriousness, I'm stoked for the future of our program. Seems like we finally got elite talents that actually want to be here. Yeah, Coleman, I mean, again, you, you see the way they're recruiting, right? And, and... No matter how we feel about an OC hire or this decision or that decision, I mean, when you're pulling in players like that, it says something about your program. It does. It absolutely does. It absolutely does. How could you not be giddy? How could you not be excited? And then you think about, you know, guys, we haven't even started talking about this. You think about the impact that Nicholas Harbor can have this season. You know, I I thought South Carolina was a – my way too early prediction was nine and three. I wasn't even factoring in Nicholas Harbor. And now you got Shane Beamer saying he's going to play wide receiver. I mean, you think about the wide receiver room, right? Juice Wells is your number one. <clears throat> I think <clears throat> I think we're all comfortable saying that. Juice Wells is your number one. Xavier Leggett's your number two. I think he's got a a grasp on it, right? I think he's got a grasp on it. Beyond that, I mean, I, I think Nick Harbour is going to be able to battle for some very significant catches, right? And I mean, you think about it: six foot five, two thirty-five, runs a four-four. Who's going to guard him? How are you going to guard Juice Wells and Nick Harbour? Both. The impact of Nick Harbour, and again, guys, what he's going to do is just absolutely incredible. It's absolutely incredible. So, can't wait. Can't wait. Gamecock 79, you got your baseball tickets. Very good. Love that. Love that. 
Tylenol, I bet Antonio Williams wishes he had come to Carolina now. Enjoy Taterville and the Crayon Indian minions there. We're on the rise, and Clem sucks. is on the decline. Hey, you can strengthen that if you beat him again this year. Absolutely. Brian Dean, we do have DK coming back. You are correct. <clears throat> we, we, you are correct. Maybe he can make an impact as well in his final season at wide receiver. All he does is, all he does is score touchdowns, it seems. So, why not? I'm game for it. Why not? Why not? Todd Smith, way too early prediction. Spencer Rattler, 4,500 yards passing and 30 touchdowns. My goodness. Todd Smith found his joy. That is for sure. Um, Ruination, one step, teaches him how to catch. He's going to be electric on the field, yeah. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. Um, Travis, it was awesome seeing our baseball team celebrating Harbor come to Carolina as well. Love to see it. Yeah, I mean, it's a family, man. It's a family. Gamecock Nation's excited, dude. Gamecock Nation's very excited. So, yeah, it's – how can you not be pumped, man? I mean, how can you not be pumped? And you, and you think about, you know, Shane Beamer and, and just you, – you can't give enough credit to the guy. You, you really can't. You, you cannot give enough credit to what Shane Beamer has done. And it's Beamer ball to the freaking moon, obviously. But, uh, hey, I mean, just just the the overall impact that he's made on Carolina football is crazy. It, it's, it's, it, is, it is wild, right? It's wild. It's wild, and, I, and I'm someone, too, that, you know, I, I think about it not just from the fan side, but the business side, and the way that he's positively impacted my life and my business life, and, and you know, success helps, man. Just call it what it is. I mean, success helps. I mean, when you look at last year and the way that we the way that we grew and the way that we grew during football season and the, the fact that we practically doubled our follower count on Twitter and, and, and the business side of things and the merch side of things and I mean, Shane Beamer's had an impact for us all, man. You ask any business owner in Columbia, right? They're loving what's going on, right? They'll all tell you. When Carolina wins, hey, business is good. Business is booming. So the impact that uh, he's made, that one single man has made, and the rest of his staff as well. But, you know, it starts with Shane Beamer, and you just can't say him enough good things. I mean, you just really can't. Guys, let's jump to the phone lines here. Hunter. Hunter, what's going on, my friend? How are you? I'm good, man. Uh, what about you? I'm doing fantastic. Appreciate you asking. What's up? Yeah, sorry. I, I think I called uh, twice, but my phone was messed up. I'm not sure if you got my phone call. Does, does it ring through the last two? I did not receive a call from you today, my guy. Not at all. Okay, okay. I just wanted to make sure. It, it rang through for some reason. Like, you know how to light the <laughs> What do you call it? The robot lady or something like that just says your name and everything. Doesn't did it? I couldn't hear. It. But um, I have I just one question. Uh, with with the whole Gibbs thing, is he is he is it like true that he's committed to us? Yeah, he signed. Yeah, D'Angelo Gibbs is is he signed? Yeah, he's he's part of the part of the roster officially. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I I because I, I only seen one post about it, and it seems like that nobody talks about him, you know, too much. But um. I don't know. I think he, uh, I think he like graduated freaking in 2017 or something like that. 2016. Yeah. So I'm pulling up his, his, uh, let's see. Pulling up his recruiting profile now. You are right. He, he was part of Georgia's 2017 signing class. Um, wow. yeah, yeah. When you look at his recruiting profile, 62204, he was listed as a safety out of Loganville, Georgia. I mean, dude, he had offers from everywhere. I mean, it, it you know, Georgia, Bama, Auburn were his top three 
And, uh, yeah, four-star guy. He was a .9770 in the 24-7 sports composite. Uh, the fourth-ranked safety in the country, sixth-ranked player in the state of Georgia, the 49th-ranked player overall, and I think he was a five-star by some services. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, listen, a guy that hadn't played ball in a while, hadn't hadn't made an impact in a while, and, um, you know, transferred yeah. from Georgia. Yeah, transferred from Georgia to Tennessee. I mean, he didn't even play football last year. So, I, I don't know what's going on. Yeah, uh, I heard about that. Yeah, I don't know what's going on, but, you know, he's a guy that's an athlete and – um, you know, he's an SEC athlete. So that's, that's, you know, like, like JC was saying this morning when I was on his show, it's, it's low risk, high reward, right? I mean, it's, it's, you add a guy that's an SEC caliber athlete. I mean, at worst case scenario, Hey, he adds depth and he makes a positive impact for you on the scout team, which, you know, might sound yeah, like well, nothing, he, but that is a big deal. That is the big deal. So, um, I, I feel like the worst case scenario would probably be, you, you would probably be another Jordan Birch. I don't know. I don't know. Either way, um, either way. I mean, it's it's uh, you know I, you trust Shane Beamer, and then again, it's it's low risk, high reward. We'll see what happens. But uh, yeah, he is officially right, part right. of South Carolina's roster. Yes. Yeah, I just had to make sure. I seen it on Instagram, the Gamecocks constant thing, and uh, nobody nobody else was talking about him on mm-hmm. Twitter, and I didn't know if that was true or not. So just had to make sure. Yep. Yep. For sure. Yep. He is. He is part of the Gamecocks. Okay. I appreciate it, man. Yeah, man. Appreciate the call. Thank you so much, Hunter. Yep. Bye. What a guy. Hunter, appreciate the call. Always great to hear from you. Again, guys, phone lines are still open, of course, all day long. Taking your questions, comments, calls. Where You can also text the number as well. Um, no J.C. Sherbert today. So, it's all me. We, we got plenty of time, man. We got nothing but time today. Uh, guys, let me just say this again. I, I, I sort of teased it at the beginning of the show. But I, I really want to take a moment and say thank you all so much for the love, for the support. We are on the, the cusp. And I, I'm not going to say what it is until it actually happens. But got a call this morning that uh, we are on the cusp of, of, I mean, literally like real business changing, life changing things occurring. And I mean, I've been giddy all morning. Again, I'm, I'm going to keep it close to the vest. I haven't even told the Big Cock Club what it is yet um, until it's finalized. But uh, we're, on the, we're on the cusp of some very, very, very big things. Very, very big things. And, and it could not occur. It could not occur without you guys' love and support, man. I'm just forever, forever grateful for it. It's, it's without you guys, nothing we do would be possible. And, you know, some all of the great achievements and uh, successes that we are coming upon, right? That we are coming upon wouldn't be possible. So let's jump back to the phone lines here. Awesome. Martin. Martin, what's up, man? How are you? Good. I got a question for you. Um, who, who does this Nicholas Harbor kid remind you of in the past? Like any receivers that have been this big and this fast? For South Carolina, I don't know that we've ever had one. Um, uh, you know, when I well, when Megatron come to I, yeah, mind. That that that's a name that definitely comes to mind. Um, maybe a Des Bryant at Oklahoma State. I, I I don't know. I mean, it's it's yeah. There, there's there's not many guys that are as big as he is and as fast as he is. So let's let's just put right, it that way. Right. Maybe a Jared Cook. Maybe maybe. 
a little bit bigger version right. of a Jared Cook, maybe. But yeah, it's just a really rare combo of uh, of size and speed. DK Metcalf, maybe. I got people in the comments throwing yeah. out names. So yeah, man, it's it's uh, it's very fun. It's hard not to again be giddy and project in that way. But when you when you think of the type of athlete, right. he is. this guy's hey. People are thinking I'm crazy, all my Clemson fans at work. But Clemson Rattler is really going to have, have the tools to possibly have a run for the Heisman Trophy. I mean, if if Loggins is just a decent play caller, I think, I think the kid's got a chance. And if that's the case, my friend, we're going to be winning a lot of football games. <laughs> I, I really, so, I really, I really yeah. feel that way. Yeah. Yeah. Right yeah. on, man. Well, hey. I appreciate it. I'm going to jump back in here to work, but I enjoyed listening to the show, man. Yeah, man. Great. Yeah, great question. I appreciate the call, my friend. Thank you so much. Right on. Yeah, man. Take care. Yeah, who does who does Nicholas Harbor remind you of? Kid hadn't taken a snap yet, but I mean, it's it's when you think about the size, the speed combo, uh, you think about some of those great names we just mentioned, and and you know, it's it's you don't want to put like too much pressure on the kid, but I mean, it it inevitably comes with the territory of, of being who he is and, and the expectations and, and the hype and, and everything else that comes with being the number one rated athlete, right? The number one rated athlete in all the country. So it's, it's, uh, <clears throat> it's just, it's just really exciting, man. I mean, what, what a time, what a time to, to be a Gamecock. It's, it's unreal, man. It's unreal. So anyways, guys, let's see. Getting back into your questions. Coleman Hall says, Calvin Johnson, 10 out of 10. Matt says, we need a running back before we talk about Rattler having a Heisman season. Hold on, let me see. Let's see. My buddy Brad Crawford was just calling me. Uh, I don't, I don't know that he knows that I'm, that I'm on my live show. Um, uh, let's see. We might, we might have an impromptu, impromptu call from our friend Brad Crawford. Let's see here. Here he goes. All right, cool. We're going to get Brad on. <laughs> this is funny. Brad, what's up, man? This is uh, an unexpected appearance, but it works out very well, my friend. I was actually calling you this morning for something else that we'll talk about later. But, uh, yeah, man, what's going on? I, I know you're probably uh, pretty exhausted after National Signing Day and all that comes with it. But uh, appreciate you taking the time, man. What's up? Hey, Chris. How you doing, man? Yeah, it, was, it was very exhausting from about 6 a.m. Eastern to – right up to 1 p.m. I was, yeah. man, I was taking calls right and left from three different, you know, sources saying three different things. And, you know, I don't, I don't put in crystal balls for the 24 seven sports, <laughs> but all, all of our experts do. And when Steve Wilfong dropped his at about a quarter to one, you know, mm. I was, I was feeling yeah. pretty good about Harvard coming to South Carolina. Just man, that, that has to be the biggest signing for the Gamecocks really since Javion Clowney from a, from a national standpoint. I, I know Zach Pickens and Jordan Burke for fives, but yeah. 
Nicholas Harbor is a different animal entirely. Yeah, Wilt Fong doesn't normally miss, does he? So when he drops a crystal ball, you feel pretty good about your chances of landing said prospect. Again, we got Brad Crawford of 24-7 Sports, CBS Sports. You guys, I'm sure, are familiar with his work. Uh, but, yeah, Brad, let, let's let's dissect it a little bit, man. It, it felt like it was a crazy morning yesterday. You know, Shane Beamer uh, indicated that he felt like the recruitment of Nicholas Harbor took years off of his life, uh, said that he got a very disturbing audio message from Nick Harbor at 2.57 in the morning. And certainly you're someone that you can uh, identify with just the craziness of recruiting, right, and the strain that it takes on these coaches and these staffs and what have you and how it comes down to the wire, especially for a guy like Harbor. So walk us through kind of what you know uh, in regards to the Nicholas Harbor saga and did it really come down uh, as much to the wire as it sounds like it did? Yeah, I think Shane Beamer, Dow Loggins, Sterling Lucas, a couple of those those lead guys for his recruitment felt really good after last Wednesday night's, you know, home visit in, in Washington. Right before that, they, they had a game – Cock Club meeting in Virginia before that and then drove and saw Harbor. And as far as I know, everybody told me that, you know, Harbor did, did not silent commit that night, but Shane felt pretty mm. darn good about it. And then, you know, going into the weekend, you, you never want to see a, a rival program have, a, you know, the chance at a last visit. Oregon was that program. I think Oregon still came late in the process because Phil Knight pretty much told Dan Landing, look, if we can get this kid, let's, let's try to get him. And I know a lot of the narratives have, have been, you know, Harbor was going to go for the money and that sort of thing. I, I am without a doubt certain that, that South Carolina's NIL marketing opportunities, they, they didn't, you know, match Oregon, but mm. it was it's enough where, where Nick's going to be very happy. Yeah. I think he's going to be, you know, probably the second highest paid player on the team. It's, it's kind of weird, Chris, we're, we're mentioning highest paid college <laughs> football players, but that's the, that's the era we're in. Mm. But, I mean – Long-standing relationships, man. Sometimes that still matters in recruiting. And, you know, South Carolina's football staff was one of the few programs who offered him that actually attended a few of his track meets. Mm. A lot of, you know, coaches who offered him football scholarships just came to his football games. Shane and some of that crew actually liked Harbor as the track athlete, too, and that meant a lot to him. So Gamecocks are getting a new face of the franchise the next three or so years, so to speak, and Man, um, as a fan of college football and somebody who covers this for a living, I'm looking forward to that UNC game where we see Nicholas Hoover <laughs> on the field at, at wide receiver. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Again, Brad, you you mentioned the NIL side of things, and I talked about this this morning with uh, with J.C. Sherbert, our good buddy. And, you know, I think what's interesting, because it definitely sounds like, right, Oregon offered him probably more than South Carolina did, not to say that, of sure. course, the Gamecocks have uh, – there will be plenty of opportunities for a guy like Nick Harbour to market himself through NIL and through other avenues. But – I think what's – and everybody makes their own decisions for their own reasons, what have you, but I think what's intriguing, Brad, and, you know, again, I, I don't know this for a fact, but it almost sounds like Nicholas Harbor's a guy where, you know, the NIL, it didn't have to be the number one reason why he made a decision. He's almost like – he's betting on himself, right? Because there is plenty of money down the road for Nicholas Harbor. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, NIL – Yeah. Here – Hearing him talk, you know, he's a uh, – and, and he's a very smart kid. Look, he, yeah. He comes from a great family, and, and he's a guy, like you said, uh, he's going to market himself well. I mean, he, his family has already hired a legit professional marketing team for him. Mm -hmm. uh, he's going to have just as much opportunity at South Carolina as he would have had at Oregon. Yeah, for sure. So, I, I just I, – I loved that it was a guy that, again, I felt like Harbor was able to bet on himself and, you know, almost take the money factor – 
out of it as much as you possibly can in that scenario and, and say, okay, where can I go that, you know, I, I really do feel comfortable. They're going to maximize my skill sets and give me the most opportunity. And, you know, it's interesting, Brad, I, I think I saw you tweet about this because there was this, this uh, misconception, if you will, that Harbor was more of a track guy and that's what he's focused on. And then when he put that Gamecock hat on, he literally said, I'm going to be the number one pick in the NFL draft. That sounds like a football guy to me, or at least a guy who cares immensely yeah, about football. That, that was kind of a game changer quote right. for me, man, because all, all I've heard the last 90 days with this crazy Harbor recruitment is, you know, he's, he's track first, football second, and whoever signs him is getting a heck of an athlete, but, mm. but he's wrong on the football field. But yeah. No, it, it sounds like Nicholas Harbor is very <laughs> interested in mm. being the best football player he can be. And, and look, I think signing with an SEC program over a finalist Pac-12 mm. still still holds a lot of weight, too. Yeah. I mean, he's going to be on CBS. He's going to be on, on national TV all the time. He's not playing at, you know, 11 p.m. Eastern where no, nobody watches those Oregon games out there. So I think it's going to be very interesting to see, you know, just how much of an impact he can make as a freshman. And like Shane Beamer said the other day, you know, we're, we're not going to put Nicholas Harbor's hand in the dirt. He, he's not going to play defense. He's going to run wide and, and catch passes. So for Nicholas Harbor's uh, future development, I think South Carolina was the right move for him. And, yeah, Brad, that, that was a breath of fresh air, right, hearing hearing Coach Beamer say that because, uh, you know, the Jaheim Bell situation with the way that went and just just hearing they're going to maximize his skill sets again and, and utilize his talents, right? I mean, Beamer saying he, he's not a guy that his hands going to be in the dirt. He's going to be out there making plays, and uh, I think they obviously sold him on that as well. And, you just don't get that combination of size and speed that a guy like Harbor is going to provide. And then you're going to have Juice Wells on the other side. And, Brad, that leads me to this. And I'm not, I'm not trying to pin you down for a, a prediction of any kind or anything, but it, it, it has been way too early prediction season, way too early top 25s. How much, if at all, does this change your perception of South Carolina football this fall? Because, again, it's like, you know, he's a true freshman, right? You don't want to put too much on him or, or say, you know, he, he's worth two or three wins, but – He's not a typical freshman, Brad. Let's call it for what it is. Does, does this change that at all? Do you, do you think um, maybe he can push them to another victory or two this season? I think he certainly adds a sense of explosion that outside of Juice Wells, the Gamecocks were, were going to miss this season on offense. I mean, now you're, you're talking about four legitimate receivers they have. You have kind of two versatile guys in D.K. Joyner and, and Juju McDowell and I, I still think, Chris, that the number one question for this offense is, you know, are, are they going to go into the portal during the May window and, and get a running back? Mm -hmm. You know, is, is there a guy right now who's SEC caliber? But, I mean, look, they, they may do a running back by committee approach. You know, all, all they need is three and a half, four yards of carry. And then you let Spencer Rattler in his final season in Columbia just air it out with all, all these weapons. So, mm -hmm. I think Dow Long, who's the first-year OC, has a lot of uh, toys at – his disposal, but you know there there are some question marks heading into spring too. Where I think coming out of spring practice, you know you're going to see a running back depth chart that maybe we hadn't seen yet at South Carolina. Yeah, you think about Trey Knox too at the tight end position, and it yep. really does feel like a bit of a, a, a you know an embarrassment of riches for for Spencer Rattler. Spencer Rattler should be primed to have a a, a huge season. I'm not saying he's going to win the Heisman Trophy, but I I do not think. If we see a repeat of the first 10 games of the season, something is is terribly wrong. There's just absolutely no excuse. I know you'd probably agree with that. And I do think it'll be interesting to see if they go after a running back or two 
in the portal. Brad Crawford of 24-7 Sports, CBA Sports. Brad, I appreciate you taking the time. Last thing before I get you out of here, sticking with recruiting, that, that'll be the, the topic of conversation, of this conversation. Uh, Mazio Bennett put on Twitter today, he's going to announce tomorrow. It sounds like he's going to be a Gamecock. Just speak to, if you can, the recruiting momentum and successes that Shane Beamer has built, man, because, you know, if they do get Bennett tomorrow, that'll be five for five in the 24 class on four stars. And you look at the way they're trending with some other guys in 25 as well. You know, I, I know you and I, again, we're really close to this program. We followed it for a very long time. And, you know, I think about the glory years of, of, of Steve Spurrier and what they did. They didn't even recruit like this, right? I mean, this, this, this just, fish, 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 just. three top 15 classes there. But from a national standpoint, man, I think other region rivals and people the Gamecocks recruiter grants, you know, like North Carolina, Clemson, Florida State, even even Georgia in, in some sense, I think they're taking notice because the Gamecocks are taking some of these 2024 names that have, you know, legitimate elite top five program type offers and they're siding with Beamer already. That, you know me, Chris, personally, I don't, I don't get excited about recruiting classes until, you know, a day or two before signing day yeah. when, when ink gets paper. But um, any any early commits at, at this stage of the game is is very important. And, look, Shane Beamer hasn't had a rash of decommitments yet like, you know, Will Muschamp had at times during his tenure and, and previous tenures. And I think recruits right now are, are buying what this staff is selling. You know, we talk about fit and culture a lot, and I know that's two words that are – putting a phrase all the time and usually overusing recruiting, but Shane Beamer does get it. And the, the biggest question I had going into this 2023 cycle was if he could close, you know, through some NIL deals. And it looks like South Carolina um, is, is not as poor in NIL as a lot of us thought they were. So <laughs> I think the Gamecocks are in a um, good standing right now. And if they can have a good 2023 season, maybe another top 25 finish, you know, the future is bright in Columbia. Yeah, Brad, I mean, and last thing, that that's the thing that really excites me is when I think about, like, winning on a Nicholas Harbor. It's, you know, I'm sure he's going to have a great career. And he's going to be an impact guy. But to me, what even makes me more giddy is thinking about the way that the perception of South Carolina football is changing, right? Because sure. I know you'd agree, right? If the Gamecocks are going to get to the next level or even really start knocking on the door, right? Because Georgia's not going anywhere. I think Tennessee's going to be here to stay – it's very competitive, but if they're even going to knock on the door of that next level and eventually get there and, hey, do the unthinkable or do what hasn't been done, which is win an SEC championship, it's going to be because recruiting changed, right? It when, is. It when, is. When Bottom you can line. score points, yeah, when, when you can score points in, in rapid succession the way they did the last, you know, two weeks of the regular season and you do that with primetime players <clears throat> like Deuce Wells mm -hmm. and Rattler and, and now Nicholas Harbour, I think a lot of 17, 18-year-old kids, man, I, I might want to get in on that next season. Mm -hmm. So that's that's very big. I mean, one of the main reasons Bama, Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan are always constant elite recruiters is because they're in huge spotlight games every weekend. Mm -hmm. And the more South Carolina wins under Shane Beamer, like those Tennessee and, and Clemson victories, the more opportunities for that. Brad Crawford of 24-7 Sports, CBS Sports. Brad, I appreciate you calling, man. I, I love the impromptu combo. We should definitely yeah, do this buddy, more no often, problem. man. Yeah, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll Thanks, chat man. soon, my guy. Hi, man. Yeah, man, take care. Great stuff from Brad Crawford. Appreciate him taking the time. That was a lot of fun. Guys, apologize for the uh, 
<clears throat> the glitch there in the middle of that conversation, I, I don't know. The, the Oregon hackers were upset, I guess, that we uh, that we landed Nicholas Harbor. Guys, we're going to jump into a quick break. Our first of the day, on the other side, though, I want to continue to hear from you. More of your questions, your comments, your calls, and more. You're tuned in to The Daily Crow. All right, guys, we're back. Taking your questions, comments, calls as well. 843-790-3377. That is 843-790-3377. By the way, shameless plug here. The new baseball merch. The ooh, ooh. Baseball merch on the comfort colors. We love to see it. All that and more over at TSUS.store. Folks, if you're a fan of the Yardcocks, you have got, I'm telling you, listen, like I love the Beamer Ball merch, the Shane Storm merch, Clem Sucks. Emma Rattler. We've had some great collections. I think the Yardcocks baseball merch is our most slept-on collection of all time. I, I really do. I do. I, I feel like it is the most slept-on collection. I love it. Maybe I'm biased. I might be. I might be. Maybe I'm biased, but I love it. I love it. So, I highly suggest it. I, I don't know if Melon's, like, glitching right now. What's going on? Uh, Madison, absolutely. Hey, you're welcome. Staying on for Beamer's broadcast. Absolutely. Hey, do what I can. So, I appreciate y'all staying on to watch. I really do. By the way, guys, this is uh, totally random, but and this is a free ad, by the way. But I tell you, having a Roomba, game changer. Game changer. Funny story. I bought my mom one for Christmas, right? And I live in Greenville now. Obviously, the, the fam lives in North Augusta. I bought my mom a Roomba on Amazon, and I go down for Christmas, right? Bring all the gifts, except one problem. I get to North Augusta and realize I forgot the Roomba in Greenville. So I was like, you know what? I'm not turning around, and I'm not going to be empty-handed because I forgot it. So here's what I did. I went to Best Buy and bought another one. So my mom got one for Christmas because I want to make sure she had one on Christmas Day, and then now I've got one. So I was like, I'm just going to keep it for myself. Roomba is a game changer. Roomba is an absolute game changer, dude. I, I love it. I love it. I know that's such a random plug, uh, and it's a free ad, but my goodness, I, I am a big fan of the Roomba. Really am. Really am. So there you go. There's your vacuum talk for the day. Travi says, I have a Yardcock shirt. It is fire. Travi, thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Coach Ford, concerned about Nick Harbor's hands. You know, Coach Ford, we'll see. Um, I, I would like to think they can teach him to catch. I would like to think they could teach him to catch. So, um, you know, I, I, let, me, let me just put it to you this way, Coach Ford. I, I highly doubt that playing offense and catching footballs, I, I just highly doubt this is the first time he has had this thought. So I don't think he's coming to South Carolina without the ability to catch the football, right? Anyways. Cocky Twan says 11-1. All right, that's a great question. That's a great question. Does the addition of Nicholas Harbor change your predictions or, or, or optimism or expectations for the season? 
does, does it change? I mean, he's just one player, but he's a very important player. He, he's he's not your typical player. You know, I'm 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 not obviously changing my way too early prediction. That's in the books, nine and three, whatever. Um, you know, I don't know. I I, I don't know. I it, it's I don't know. I don't know. It's you don't want to put too much pressure on the kid and expectations, but at the same time, again, he's not your typical freshman, right? He's just not a typical freshman for sure. So, um, really exciting stuff. Coleman Hall says for this coming season, no. For next season, yes. I mean, that's fair. That's fair. I I, I still think though. I think Nick Harbor could make a could make a big a big impact this year. I I, I really do. I, I really do. I I just. When you look at the wide receiver room and and you know the athleticism he's going to bring, he he possesses a combination of athleticism and size that nobody else on our roster possesses. You know, I mean, it, it's just so. How quickly can he adjust? You know, to the SEC level, we shall see. But I, I think you will, without a doubt, see flashes and, and glimpses of what he can be. Right. So, yeah. Call him Baby Randy Moss. Baby Randy Moss. Austin Greer says, What is that dude talking about? Harbor is a day one starter. I mean, here's the thing, Austin Juice Wells is wide receiver one. You know, Xavier Leggett, I think he could, he could say he's got a, a grasp on the two spot. But, I mean, beyond that, it's wide open. And Nick Harbour could win the job. You know what I mean? If, if Xavier Leggett, I think – I like him as a receiver. I think he needs to show more consistency. But Nick Harbour, again, man, is, is, a, is a beast. I mean, he's just an absolute beast. So, let's jump to the phone lines here. Jerry Withrow. Jerry, what's up, man? How are you? Doing pretty good, man. What you think about the yard cocks this year? You think they're going to be good? Yeah, the yard cocks, man. I will, uh, you know, I'll lock in my predictions the week of opening day, but I, I, I do, you know, let me let me put it to you this way: my my hopes and my dreams and my expectations are high, very high. No question. They've got one of the best pitching staffs in the SEC. They added a lot of capable hitters through the portal. They bring back some guys. This is a talented ball club, no question. This is a, a ball club that is built to win and to win this year. And I'm talking Super Regionals. I'm talking maybe even Omaha if you could swing the bats. Now, what my projections will be will probably be a little bit more conservative. They'll probably be a little bit more conservative when you factor in the history of the Kingston era and uh, – how, how that has gone. Let's just put it that way. So there, there's a lot of talent in this ball club. If this, if this ball club doesn't win, it ain't because they lack talent. I can tell you that right now. Again, you look on paper, if they're able to stay healthy, you know, the injury bug killed them last year. But if they're able to stay healthy, I, I'd, I'd run this group of arms out against anybody in the SEC. And then you look at, you know, the guys you you return from last year in your lineup, but also the additions, of course, right? The Cassises, the McGillis, the uh, the Comptons, the you know, the list goes on and on, right? You, you factor in those guys, you, you got some talented sticks. It's just, you know, we, we, we're asking South Carolina to do something they have not done under Mark Kingston, and that's hit. They just have not hit. There's, there's not even – you can't even argue that. 
The numbers say that. They haven't hit. They haven't hit worth a damn. And we've seen transfer guys come in and not hit worth a damn. Flat out. So, you know, I am very optimistic. I've got high expectations. You know, Caleb Denny's the other transfer portal name I didn't mention from Oral Roberts. But I'm very optimistic about this group. But it's kind of like on the hitting side. It's like, you, you got to show me, man. You, you got to show me. It's it just – I got to see it. But they got the pitching, man. They've absolutely, they've absolutely got the pitching to, to go, I think, 17 and 13, 18 and 12 in the league. I think they've got the pitching to host a regional, yes. I, I think that this could be a very good year. I'm going to go out on the limb here and say this. The upcoming football season, I think we'll be in the top ten. Football season will be the top ten, you say? I yes, sir. That. I love that. Hey, I mean, if you win ten games or more, you will be in the top ten. So, there you go. There you go. Probably about two or three years, we'll be in the running for Georgia, I believe. Hey, listen, I, I, I think if you keep recruiting the way you are and you're able to attack the portal the way you've been, I mean, why not? Why not? I can't believe how uh, how beastly Nick Harper is. Uh, how what he is? Beastly. Oh, yeah. Yeah, man. Six foot five, 235. They, they don't, they don't, and runs a four four. Yeah, they don't they don't build them like that, my guy. They they don't they don't build them like that. So, do you see him as? I know you touched on this earlier, whenever you was talking, but tight end, wide receiver. I see him more with Juice Wells. Yeah. So, so Coach Beamer indicated yesterday that he will play wide receiver. He's not going to be like a a hand in the dirt kind of guy, right? That's that's not going to be his his MO. So, um, yeah, I, I think they're going to utilize him as a playmaker, as a weapon on the outside, which is, again, music to our ears. And uh, I do think you're going to see him at wide receiver. And, again, this is coming from Shane Beamer directly. So, uh, yeah, excited to see it. Excited to see it, man. I mean, he's a weapon. He, he's he's. I think it's the best way to use him for sure, get the football in his hands. Um, yeah, so expect to see him at the receiver position. All right, Chris, I'll let you go. I just wanted to ask those few questions. You have a great day. Hey, Jerry, you're the man. I appreciate it. Great stuff from Jerry Withrow. Uh, let's see. 4-3. Okay, my bad. 4-3-40. Madison Duncan tonight at 7 o'clock on ESPN. 21-0 South Carolina takes on the 10-11 Kentucky Wildcats in women's basketball you know, I I wish that they had they had betting lines for those games. I I really do, I really do, because I I'd love to see, I'd love to see what South Carolina's favored by. Because I mean they're they're going to beat, they're going to beat Kentucky by just whatever they just name your score, whatever they want. Let's jump to the phone lines here. To accept, press. Will, what's going on, my friend? How are you? What's up, buddy? Just chilling, man. Just hanging out, man. What's up? So, obviously, because Nick committed when he committed, he can't come in the spring, correct? 
Like that has he has come. Yeah, I think he's a summer enrollee. Yes. That, the only thing about that, and I mean, who gives a crap? I guess really, as long as you get him, you get him. I just hate that he's not able to be there during the spring to get work because he's he is kind of raw at the receiver position. Mm. You know, like uh, he's never really played that actual position. He played tight end and then defensive end. I would like for him to get a little bit more work there in the springtime, but I guess because uh, you know I've been I've been trying to look up stuff on him and there's really not a lot of tape out there on him. Mm. Is it me or can I not find any senior highlights? Like what I'm seeing is like last year stuff. Do you, do you, do you, see, do you find any stuff on him? Uh, I have not. Year? I have not really looked to be honest with you. Um, I, I would. You. I would imagine that a guy like Nick Harbour's got a lot of highlights. Um, I mean, yeah, I just. I really just went to. I just went to YouTube and 20 hours ago, Max Preps posted a highlight video. Okay. Okay. If you go look up Nicholas Harbor highlights on YouTube, it is the first one, at least that came up for me, and it's a new video. So maybe that's, maybe that is his uh, senior. Yeah, senior year. So. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I saw the All American highlights they show where he was like practicing as receiver and stuff, and and, I mean it's just it's crazy. He looks like he's such a tall dude. It's just he's he's gonna be such a freak, man. Mm -hmm. I mean. it's awesome. I just say, you know, people got to be a little patient because he is very raw at that position. And even though he is immensely talented, it's going to take him a second to get that down, I think. I mean, maybe he'll immediately be an impact player, but it might take him a year. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But so we, we got to, you know, pump the brakes on, on him being – because, I mean, how many receivers really for us ever have been immediately impacts as a, as a freshman, like Alshon and Sydney, mm-hmm. And that's about it. I mean, uh, I think Brian Edwards had a pretty good freshman year, but you know what I mean. Though oh, it's yeah. not a lot that you yeah. see that. Yeah, I mean, you you want to you want to keep the expectations realistic. Obviously, I mean, I, I'm not I'm not going to be calling on him to to be a thousand yard receiver right in his first season. But uh, right, <clears throat> and the good news is he doesn't have to be. <clears throat> you got Juice Wells back, but uh, you know he's not your typical freshman. So now that'll be on Dowell Loggins and Beamer and a company to to utilize him the correct way and and get the most out of him. But, I mean, the, the, the sky's the limit, I think, for a guy like like Nick Nick Harbour, man. It's – it's uh, Absolutely. Know. Yeah, so. Yeah, once a guy like that gets it, once he gets it, once he understands the position, he's going to – you know, there's going to be no, you know, limit on what he's going to be able to do. Mm. Uh, definitely. Uh, just exciting. But, mm. yeah, I was just wondering that. I was pretty sure he couldn't join in the springtime. Uh, yeah, which I mean, may, maybe there's a there might be a reason for that. I mean, I think maybe you know maybe he wanted to continue running track. I think that might be a really good reason. So yeah, yeah, it's it's a little yeah, bit different situation with him. Um, you know, but uh, yeah, excited for him obviously to get on campus and yeah, it's it's gonna be cool to see him in a Gamecock uniform, man. I mean, that's again, he's a he's a you know he, he, they don't they don't build him like Nick Carver very often with the size speed combo. So yeah, very yeah. very pumped to see it. One, one quick. One. One other quick thing. What do you? What number do you think? Just a guess, obviously. At this point. What number do you think he's going to roll out at? Um, I don't. I don't know, man. I have no idea. Uh, <laughs> heck, I don't. I don't know. That's that's a great question. That's a great question. Maybe zero. You know hey, I mean? Give, like, give him zero. Why not zero? Zero. zero okay. Zero's I'll, open. I'll, zero, zero is or, open. Or one. You know, I'll yeah, take a one, one too. One. Like, yeah. One it, will be open too. I think. Unless it is open. Did, who, who, did Juju take – no, Juju took zero for the ball game. That's right. right. He did yeah. take zero. So, maybe, maybe Juju holds on to zero. Yeah. I, I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. 
But anyway, all right, buddy, I'll call that later. I appreciate it. I will. I appreciate the call, man. Thank you so much. Will from Dirty Myrtle, always a pleasure to hear from him. Great stuff. Great stuff. Uh, Let's see. We had a text here. I got 10 and 2 with losses to Georgia and Florida and finish at number 11 and second in the SEC East. Georgia and Florida. 10 and 2 with losses to Georgia and Florida. Dude, Florida is going to be. I mean, you listen to Mark Ryan talk about the Gators. They're they're going to be. They're not going to be great. They're they're, they're not going to be great. Uh, it's just call it for what it is. They're not going to be very good. <laughs> like they they've got the Gators. The Gators have got some issues, folks. The Gators have got some issues. So, <clears throat> Coach Ford says Dontavius Braswell, my dark horse in the class. Yeah, I like Braswell too. I like Braswell, too. I like what I saw from him, um, you know, on tape. And, you know, his film jumps out at you. Let's see. He texts in, backing up the claim, 10-2, and lost to Georgia and Florida. He says, Florida isn't the second-best team we play, but we don't always lose to the best team. I mean, I guess that would be a bit of a Gamecock loss. But, uh, you know, hey, who wouldn't sign up? Who wouldn't sign up for a 10-win season? I mean, my goodness, what a time. My goodness, what a time. Who would not sign up for it? Absolutely. Guys, again, we are 15 days away. 15 days away from opening day. Cannot wait for first pitch, man. It's going to be electric. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, Travi, how many years of eligibility does Gibbs have? I think two. I think two, yeah. Pretty crazy when you think about it. Was part of Georgia's, was part of Kirby Smart's first signing class at Georgia. Let's jump back to the phone. Call from Dave Garrett. Dave, what is up, my friend? How are you? I'm doing good. I hope you are too. Um, I'm excited about Harbor coming in. Like I told you, I was wrong. I thought he was heading towards Oregon. Um, but what Harbor can do doesn't really matter a whole lot if we don't have a quality offensive line. I I think um, if we can put a good wall up um, in front of Rattler to give him some time, um, I think we can go ahead and print some of that merchandise I was talking about in TDC. Uh, this year, um, but it Harbor Harbor can't uh, can't do a whole lot if, if Spencer don't have time to give him the ball. <coughs> um, I'm hearing that um, Loggins is real big on space and loves to exploit matchups. Um. That got me thinking uh, Spur in his prime would have had a field day with all these weapons if we had a good offensive line. And yeah. the only other thing I wanted to tell you is uh, I love the Beamer ball stuff. I love the, the Shane Train and the Beamer and Rattler. But uh, but my favorite is the Rowdy Roosters. Have a good day, man. I'm, I may see you Sunday at the scrimmage. Have a good one. 
Awesome. I appreciate it, Dave. Yeah, we're, we're planning on probably either Saturday or Sunday, but probably I'm thinking Sunday heading down to Columbia <clears throat> for the day and, and checking out the Yardcocks. And, you know, I have not gotten a look at the team yet. So decent chance I'll be at Founders Park on Sunday and uh, just catch some baseball and um, be a good time. Because, again, nor you know, normally when I lived in Columbia, I'd be going to all the scrimmages and, and checking out the team. And uh, I have not gotten to do that. So really excited to get down there and check them out. And, I, again, like I said, I think Sunday. But, uh, yeah, I appreciate Dave Garrick. And, again, he makes a great point, right? you got to have the offensive line. And, and But, see, that's the thing. You know, for this year's team, I don't know, but I mean, I you love that about the twenty three classes. They did address that, right? They they addressed the needs up front, both offensively and defensively. Uh, you you feel confident in the pieces they added there, and, and you just love the way they're recruiting uh, in the line of scrimmage, right? So, or at the line of scrimmage, if you will. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I think Dave makes a great point though for this season, right? You got to be able to block. Bottom line, you, you got to give Rattler time. <clears throat> offensive line, offensive line will indeed be a question mark yet again. It will absolutely be a question mark. There's no doubt. There's no doubt it will be a question mark. So, um, you know, got to be able to get a push. It's it's a line of scrimmage league. You can have 10 Nick Harbors if you want, but if you can't block and give your quarterback time, what difference does it really make? So, um yeah. Good point from Dave. Again, guys, continue to take your questions, comments, calls, 843-790-337. Coleman Hall made me laugh with this. He says, <clears throat> excuse me, no, no choice but to hope and trust in King Dowell. Otherwise, you might as well renounce your fandom. I love that. <laughs> Coleman Hall then says, defense is going to be a 6 out of 10 maximum, lots of talented departures. I wouldn't expect a lot. The question is, can King Dowell score enough to win? King Dowell, all hail. All hail, King Dowell. Austin Greer, I'm so happy we stole Mazeo Bennett from Tennessee. Yeah, don't spoil the surprise, my guy. It's coming. It's coming tomorrow. It's coming. Guys, we're going to jump into a quick break. On the other side, I want to continue to hear from you more of your questions, your comments, your calls, and more. You're tuned in to The Daily Crow. All right, guys, we're back. Taking your questions, comments, calls, 843-790-3377. Hey, stay tuned for this afternoon, by the way. Uh, we are officially dropping the graphic <clears throat> and running the giveaway on Instagram. We're giving away, teaming up with our friends at Carolina Alehouse, by the way, giving away a pair of of tickets to the South Carolina LSU women's basketball game. The giveaway will run until Wednesday of next week when we will announce our winner. Really excited to send someone to the Carolina LSU game. Going to be really, really fun uh, for those who win. So going to be awesome. Appreciate y'all. Uh, and uh, yeah, looking forward to it. just keep an eye out for that. Um. I love what <laughs> I love what Goldman Hall's doing in the in the comments. Travi says if we had a run defense, we don't lose the Mizzou game. They whipped us in the line. Travi, have you ever seen the merchandise that says run the damn ball? Right? It just says run the damn ball. I feel like we need to make merch for you specifically that says stop the damn run. That that's it. Tra tra there's nobody who likes to talk about run game and stopping the run specifically more than Travi. I, I I really do respect it too. I respect it. I high key respect it. 
<clears throat> Let's see. Coach Ford says, Loggins has all the talent he needs to field a competitive O. No excuses, especially if he comes out with Chapter 3 of the Satterfield behind the line of scrimmage scheme. Um, I mean, I, I definitely think we all agree, right? They, they need to hit the ground running offensively, no doubt. Um, stop the damn run, yeah. Bruin Nation, which happens first? Baseball wins a national championship or football wins the SEC? That is a great question, Bruin Nation. That is a great question. If I had to guess, if I had to guess, I would probably say, I'd probably say football winning the SEC. Truly. I I just, because it is so hard to win a national championship in baseball. It's not something that just easily happens. Getting to Omaha alone is extremely difficult. And, And I know South Carolina's never won the SEC before. I understand that, but yeah, I I I think uh, football winning the SEC. I, I do, mm-hmm. I do. Uh, we got a text here. Does football win the SEC or does basketball win a game first? <laughs> I, I I think basketball will win a game. I I think that uh, I think basketball wins another game this season. Does it come this weekend? I'm not predicting it. I, I don't think so. Um, yeah, so. Tough sledding. Tough sledding for Gamecocks basketball, man. Men's, men's. The women are crushing. Um. Let's see. Trouble in paradise for Clem sucks. Dabo coming after their fan base, basically telling them they're, they're entitled, spoiled brats. Just love to see that. Love to see that. Things you truly love to see. By the way, how about Darius Rush crushing at the Senior Bowl? Crushing at the Senior Bowl. So, Todd, <laughs> Todd Smith says, Lamont Paris loses his job. Before the baseball team goes to Omaha or the football team wins the SEC. Todd, I think that's probably fair. I, I, I mean, if you had to bet on one, if you had to bet on one, I could see it. Again, guys, women's basketball plays tonight, 7 o'clock. Taking on the Kentucky Wildcats, fifteen days till opening day. Like I said earlier, guys, I'm I'm really excited when you talk about the shortstop position, the infield with with Braylon Wimmer's move to shortstop. What does it mean for Michael Braswell, who who was so electrifying as a true freshman? Uh, you know, hit hit over two eighty as a true freshman was pretty good. So I, I just wonder what it means for him moving forward this year. And I, I still think he'll have a big impact for you. Um, Marion says, "What happens first? We're on that today." What happens first? The men's basketball team makes the tournament or the football team wins the East? I will go with football wins the East. Bro, our basketball team just so far. We're not even in the galaxy of making the tournament. So, unfortunately. Unfortunately. 
In case you missed it, guys, Mazeo Bennett announcing tomorrow his commitment. Where will he go? Where will he go? That is the question. Where will he go? I think we all feel pretty confident that Bennett is going to pick the Gamecocks. And what what a big victory that'll be, right, after he was committed to Tennessee. And, uh, you know, after the commitment to Tennessee, to steal him away, big time. Big time indeed. All right, let's jump to the phone lines here. Jaden. Jaden, what's up, man? How are you? Doing good, Chris. How about yourself? I'm doing fantastic. Appreciate you asking what's going on. All right. So, as you probably know, I'm the 10-2 and two Georgia Florida guy, right? <laughs> so, w- with all that, so 10-2, and two, right? I think minimum, we're, we go 8-4, and four, same, same record as last year. We don't get – there's no – I don't see a way, any possible way with the talent we have this year that we get any worse than last year. I don't see us getting any better than 10-2 and two either because, you know, we're not going to beat Georgia. It's not going to happen. But we could drop to Tennessee. I think if it's not Florida, it's North Carolina. We go out week one, kind of suck it up, and lose to North Carolina if it's not Florida and go 10-2. But, geez, man, football, who knows, right? I mean, could be, could be any, could, could go 6-6, six six, who knows? Well, I'll tell you this, man. I, I'd take 10-2. and two. I don't care who we lose to. I, I, I would be more than happy. I'd be giddy to see South on the football go 10-2. and two. I, I, That would be – that'd be an incredible season, man. It would continue to build the, the momentum. You'd, you'd probably almost undoubtedly finish second in the SEC East. And, um, yeah, you'd be in a New Year's Six Bowl. I mean, who, who in the world would complain about a 10-2 and two season? I don't know many that would. Yeah, so. I would love it. And uh, with the yard talk. So, you said, as you said, uh, Wimmer's moving to shortstop. Any chance – does Braswell play second, like, at all, or is he just going to not start? No, he could. Uh, I, I think if Braswell starts, it'll be at third base because they brought Will McGillis in from Southern Miss to to be the everyday second baseman. So, I think third base is, is more likely where you'll see Michael Braswell. And, again, we'll talk um, – we will talk third baseman on – the Monday podcast, but I, I think that's where you see Brazzy fit in. I mean, again, Braylon Wimmer came back and he indicated to the coaching staff that he wanted to try his hand at shortstop and they said, okay. And I think they knew they had McGillis coming in as well. So, you know, Braswell was, or excuse me, uh, Wimmer wasn't going to be playing second anymore. So, you know, it's worked out well. So I, I think there's a battle at third right now, Braswell and Ethan Petrie, Kevin Madden as well. But uh, right now I'd probably project that Michael Braswell will be your opening day third baseman. So I think that's, that's where he factors in, but could he play second? Yeah, absolutely. All right. And uh, back to football, I think, so the season after this upcoming one, the 12-team playoff is introduced, of course, 2024. I think it's severely disappointing if we don't make the playoff one of the, for the first year to 12 teams. Hey, listen, I love the high expectations. I, I love it. We'll, we'll see what uh... – you know, we'll we'll see what the roster looks like and this team looks like and what have you. It's a long way to project, but uh, hey, listen, man. Again, I, I love the optimism. I, uh, you know, why not? Why not? Beamer ball to the moon, man. What's stopping us? Also, with the with the defense for this year, we lot we definitely lose a lot of pieces. You know, you got Cam Smith, Darius Rush. Mm-hmm. We should have Kaba and Stratton back. Hopefully, yeah. I'm correct. Yeah, Strawn is back. Str- yeah. I, I don't think he ever like made any sort of announcement, but 
Strawn is back, yes. And we'll have Kaba back. So, I mean, we might be a little – I feel like this is going to be a type of season where to win a lot of games, we're going to have to score 42 points a game. We're not going to score 14 points and beat anybody at all, really. Offense does need to play well, my friend. You are correct. Yeah, I think defensively it's a big year. It's a big year for the defense for sure. Um, you know, again, like you mentioned with the pieces that you lost. And, um, yeah, I mean, I, I just, you know, I think this group needs to take a step forward, especially stopping the run, right? Especially stopping the run. I know you lost both edge guys, but uh, it is a big year, I think, for Clayton White and for that defense. And uh, you, you are going to need your offense to pick up the slack a little bit, right? You're going to need them, them to come out of the gate. I mean, you think about what week one uh, you think about what week one presents, Drake May and that UNC offense. And, and we're certainly not saying UNC is a bunch of world beaters, but, I mean, they're probably a preseason top 25 team. Um, you know, that's, so. That's by no means. Okay. No, it's no, no, by no means. I, I'll be very curious to see what, uh, what Vegas has to say on that game. So, um, yeah. it'll be a fun one for sure. But, uh, yeah, you, you're going to need your offense to play well this season for sure as, as the defense, as the defense sort of figures themselves out, I think, early on. I would say probably as far as Vegas on that game, it's going to be one of those. I think we'll be favored by like one and a half or two, one of those where they're pretty much saying they have no clue who's yeah. going to win and they're just going to throw it up. Because it really Yeah, go that's fair. Way. I mean, I, th- I think close to a pick them. Yeah. I was looking at the schedule earlier, and on, with your opinion, does Texas A&M have any sort of increase this year, or do they just stay with mediocrity? Well, you know uh, – they added Bobby Petrino as their offensive coordinator. So does that make a a positive impact? We shall see. You know, I God, I, you can't think they'd be worse. I mean, I, I think they'll be better. I uh, they can't be worse, and it's and it's and it's still a challenge to go to Kyle Field and win a place that you've never won before. Granted, you never beat them coming into this past year, and that didn't matter. So, um, you know, it, it's uh. The schedule's tough. I mean, especially if you think about if Kentucky gets turned around, if A&M gets turned around, you you haven't beaten Mizzou in four tries. You know, it's it's a tough schedule. But, I mean, it's, it's tough every year. It's tough every year. So. Yeah. All right, well, have a good show, Chris. I'll see you, man. Hey, I appreciate you, man. Thank you so much for the call. Great stuff. Great stuff. Ten and two, he says. Um, and I do think it's a big year for the defense. I, I really do. I agree with what he's saying. I'd take ten and two, guys in a heartbeat. I, I don't give a damn who we lose to. I really don't. My guy, Southern Jay at the, at, at, at the old, uh, at the old shop chopping onions today. What's up? What's up, Jay? What's up, man? Uh, Braddock, no JC Sherbert today. In case you missed that, no JC Sherbert. JC is on the road tending to personal matters. I think he told his audience on Inside the Gamecocks, he's actually got a funeral to attend. So he is on the road today needed to get on the road. Um, so no JC today. So which we obviously understand and, and maybe we can get him on tomorrow or if not, we'll just talk to him next week. But no JC Sherbert on the show today. Jimmy Mendio, Chris, with those custom chucks behind you. Uh, so these are actually shoes from my online store. They've got Big Cock Club and the Daily Crow logo on one side. On the other side, you have the TSUS bar logo and then this logo that's on the TV on the other side. Uh, I figured, why not? They look cool in the background. And, and that piece of shrubbery there, that sh- shrubbery, another shrubbery. That piece of shrubbery is from the shrubs at Willie B after the win against Tennessee. And it's still, I mean, it still looks pretty good and intact, all things considered, the fact that that 
is is dead, right? So <laughs> looks pretty good. Looks pretty good. Uh, let's end the in the stick. Yeah, the stick is back there. Coach Ford, UNC game is critical. We'll get Tennessee's best, Florida's A and M's, Tater Tech's. Mississippi State will have a chip on their shoulder since Leach Pass. Yeah, I mean, Coach Ford, I mean, way too early, you know, looking ahead of the season. I, I, I think it's fair. I think it's fair to label UNC the most important game of the year. I, I really do. Just in the sense of, I mean, it's the biggest tone setter, no question. I, I, and I just, and I think to myself, what game, what game is more important? You know what I mean? You know, I, I, some people are going to say it's the Clem Sucks game. Some people every single year are, are going to say it's it's Clem Sucks, right? Which you, you could convince me. You could convince me, you know, just because of how important it is to win. The, like, when you think about the impact winning that game has on recruiting as well, right? Recruiting as well. And when you think about the mood we sit in here today versus what it would have been like had we not beaten them, I think, I mean, I think the optimism would still be there to a very high degree. I think that, and I know for a fact that we'd still all be really excited. I think Nick Harbor still comes to South Carolina, right? Like it's, it's not like everything hinges on that game, but it makes a difference. All right. To, to, to pretend like it doesn't make a difference is just foolish. It's just foolish. So, you know, I, um, you could convince me, you could convince me. Outside of that, though, I mean, I, I think that, uh, I mean, dude, I said it was the Missouri game last year. I'm not going to go Mizzou again because you lost to Mizzou last year and you still won eight games. But, and I, and again, I'm not ready to lock it in as UNC is the most important, but it's it's a critical game. I, I, ju I just think with all this momentum and all this hype and all the expectations that are going to come around the 2023 season, if you're going to meet the expectations – you got to beat North Carolina. I, I, I just think, I, I don't see a scenario in which, and I guess I said this last year about the Mizzou game, but I don't see a scenario in which you're winning nine plus games if you don't beat UNC. I, I just I just don't see it. I just don't see it, you know? So, I think it's a very important game. Let's see. Again, guys, 843-790-3377. Phone lines are wide open. 843-790-3377. Let's see. Um, Coach Four can't predict anything until we see what Loggins is going to be like. He rolls out a Satterfield. Look at scheme. Six or seven wins. Comes out with a scheme more similar to Clemson or Ole Miss. We can win nine or more. Yeah, I mean, look, Coach Four, listen. Basically, what you're saying is, does the offense work or not? Yeah, a lot of the season is going to come down to the, does the offense work or not. Um, and there's a lot of pressure as there should be, as there should be. There, there's just no, you know, as I was talking to, who was it? I was talking to, this wasn't with Brad. This was with JC Sherbert and the guys this morning inside the Gamecocks. You think about 2022 and what Spencer Rattler did for 10 weeks versus the last two. There's just no excuse for the offense to look that porous. I, I'm, I'm not saying they got to look like they did against Tennessee every week, right? You're not going to score 60 a game. Nobody's expecting that, but like, it needs to be a lot closer to that than what we saw the first 10 games. There's no question. And, and you know Bieber knows that. I mean, he, he knows that. He absolutely knows that, right? 
He absolutely knows that. Bruin Nation, if we had went six and seven and lost them last five games, the mood in Gamecock Nation would be horrible, especially with the way basketball has been. Oh, dude. I mean, Bruin Nation, those last two weeks saved the season. They saved it. Isn't it wild? Two games. What? uh, 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 One-sixth of the regular season schedule. One-sixth completely wrote the story practically on the year. I mean, it did. It really did. It really did. Those last two weeks completely changed everything, right? Because if you lose those last two and you go six and six, I mean, dude, it's 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 woe is me, doom and gloom into the offseason. Um, yeah, I mean, it is. It really is. It really is. It's It's not very fun. It's not very fun. People are probably, excuse me, people are not happy with yours truly if that happens. Why are they not happy with me specifically? Hell, I don't know, but they wouldn't be. They wouldn't be. So, yeah. Thank goodness we we don't have to, we, we, don't, we don't have to live through that reality. Thank goodness, truly, 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 truly. Again, guys, check out the podcast that dropped this morning, episode 756. Full breakdown of Nicholas Harbor's signing, full reaction to it. Also, we talk Yardcocks, full breakdown of the shortstops on today's show. Let, let me ask you guys this. I, I, I want to open this up to the masses. And, and I know you all support, and I, th- I, I, I think that's the beauty of it. I, th- I think you guys like support no matter what, right? And and would just say, hey, it's cool. We'll we'll rock and we'll roll with whatever. But I ask you this question, and and this has come up a lot for me, obviously, right? But like, do you guys think it's, it's overkill having the podcast and having the Daily Crow? You know what I'm saying? Like, do you guys like also having the podcast at your disposal? Would you prefer it just be the two hours a day live that is distributed via podcast? Would you rather it be that way? Again, okay. And, and Coleman kind of speaks to my point. He says, no, it's two different markets. I actually agree with you. Yeah, I agree with you. And again, that's why I keep doing it. I'm just curious because sometimes I do, sometimes I do stop myself and I'm like, should I just be doing TDC? Like, should, should is it, is it, is it, um, uh, yeah, and Coleman says respectfully, never listen to the podcast. Fair enough, fair enough, Coleman. I, and that's you know, it is, it is to, it is to, um, two different markets because the podcast is much more right, like your your typical, you know, we, we I've got certain bullet points, topics I'm hitting on uninterrupted, if you will. Um, so here I'm gonna I'm gonna drop the link, Jimmy, because he says he couldn't find the the shoes. Here we go. Those are the kicks, Jimmy Mendia. There's your there's your link. They are under TSUS Kicks. TSUS Kicks. Trevor said podcast is good. You have a set agenda. TDC is a bunch of other random stuff, and I appreciate it. And that that's kind of the response I thought I would get from y'all, but I was just curious. I don't I don't ask a ton. I don't ask a ton, 
But, uh, you know, just wanted to to gauge, if you will. To gauge, if you will. Jimmy says TDC is more so banter. Podcast is more informative. Very good. Yeah, very good. Very good. Now, I, I agree with you. I agree with you. Um, I agree with you 110%. I mean, the beauty is this. Now, and, and like, you know, I, I don't... Uh, if you prefer one or the other, that's great. I mean, I, I I like to, that's why I like to create mass amounts of content because different people like to consume content in different ways, right? So I'm glad that there is a, we have the live show aspect and we have the podcast aspect. Like, I, I, I do like that. I do like that. I just, again, I just wanted to, I just wanted to check, if you will. Just wanted to check because the last thing I want, I don't want it to, I don't want it to be repetitive. However, though, I, I feel like most of the time it's actually not, right? Because this the entire point of this whole show is for you guys' opinions, you guys' questions, you guys' banter, uh, you guys' calls, right? So I do agree with you. It's two way different markets. And uh, again, I, I just value and appreciate y'all's feedback. So that's why I ask. On that note, 843 Um Gamecocks back at home this weekend on the hardwood. Men's basketball taking on Arkansas. How many people care? I don't <laughs> I don't know, but uh yeah. Um Shillen says, I love the live show. You could get away with one hour a day, get yourself back one hour each day. I, I, I like the two hour setup. I mean, I, I I like too that especially, you know, we're able to get guests on the show and stuff like that. And I'm comfortable with the two hours. You know, we used to do one hour start, like nonstop start to finish, noon to one. Um, I like noon to two, though. It also allows me to, it also allows me to have the breaks, the built-in breaks, stuff like that. The, the only way I think I would ever shift from the podcast to, to just doing TDC, which again, I, I don't think I'm going to, but I, I'd probably add an extra hour. But again, I, I think the setup is pretty good right now. It's a pretty convenient setup. Works pretty well. So, you know, like I said, I just wanted to get you guys' feedback on it. I do value your feedback. But, uh, yeah, sure, for sure. Travis is two hours of sweet spot. One hour seemed like a blur. Yeah, no, it, it flies by, doesn't it? It flies by, Travis. It really does. And that's a blessing. I mean, that's a blessing, man. I enjoy doing it. I love doing it. I, I, You know, it's crazy to think that there was a time in business where the, da- the Daily Crow didn't exist. Right. And I wasn't doing a live show. And now I just can't even, I can't even fathom it. I can't even fathom it. You know what I mean? It's, it's TDC has become such an integral part of what I do and my routine and, you know, business as well. And, and the positive impact that TDC has had on the business, you know, it goes so far beyond just this show. Um, I think the entire reason the Big Cock Club exists is because of TDC. I know that for a fact. Because TDC has given us the opportunity to to cultivate and to build up the diehard side of the business, if you will, and to identify those people. And again, without TDC, uh, the Big Cock Club definitely, again, would not exist. So it's a, it's a cool thing. It's a cool thing, man. I I, I just I, I really appreciate y'all, all those that tune in. Um, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. So, anyways, guys. We have hit 140. Let's go ahead and jump into our final break of the day. On the other side, we will continue the final 15 minutes of the show. We'll take your questions, your comments, your calls, and more. You're tuned in to The Daily Crow.
All right, guys, we're back. Final 15 minutes or so here on the Daily Crow. Taking your questions, comments, calls, 843-790-3377. Guys, just to let you all know, by the way, I I, I like to ask you all for your feedback and and get responses, but there there will be no changes to the content upcoming. The podcast will continue as normal. TDC is going to continue as normal. I just want to make sure you all knew. Uh, I just like to get your feedback on everything. Chase Lloyd says, TDC, you got a Zaxby's Hall of Famer, Hunter, Rebecca, Dale, Lady Bree, all the best callers. Oh, my God. Um... Chase said in the, in the Discord, he says, TDC has all the personalities, the good and the bad. <laughs> Dude, I was thinking about this. Where has Rebecca been? Where have Rebecca and Dale and, and, and that whole crew, where have they been? You know, are they okay? I mean, I, I'm genuinely checking on Rebecca. Let's jump on. Speaking of. Robbie Davis, the Zaxby's Hall of Fame. The, he said. Except press one to send a word. Robbie, I'm going to have to come at you because Ohio State has the word the trademark other than that you're fine what's up <laughs> they do believe it or not they care. do they can... oh okay note to self Don't they can they can they can kiss your keister i would imagine yeah oh yeah they can kiss me where my cheeks meet i don't give a damn i give a damn is broke okay i don't care <laughs> i love that i love that robbie <laughs> Ohio State can kiss my butt. They suck anyway. Anywho, I looked at something on Facebook this morning. Uh, this morning when I when I got up, and if I saw this correctly, I wanted to. I looked at it like three times to make sure I wasn't seeing things. Mm-hmm. But the recruits that it showed on the thing that I saw, none of them were three stars. All of them were four stars. For the 24 class, yes, you are correct. Mm-hmm. They're all four stars. I, I'm, yes. I'm set. And so if you Beamer get, is cooking. I'm if telling you, if you, you get, if you get Maz Bennett tomorrow, that would be five for five on four stars, which is, yeah, Beamer's, Beamer's cooking. Beamer Shane is, Beamer. He's cooking. and Shane Beamer is no longer. I mean, I don't even know at this point. I don't know if he's to the moon. I think Beamer's chilling on the moon. <laughs> yeah, and I wanted to make this also very quick because my phone's like almost dead. But anyway, I I'm gonna give you my prediction for the girls' game. Even though yes, we're probably gonna beat Kentucky's ass. Okay, it's gonna be an, an absolute murder. Okay, Don Staley's gonna have to send a apology letter to the University of Kentucky athletic director. Okay, because mm. it's gonna be bad. All right. 80, 80, 85 to 50 is my prediction. It's going to be bad. 85 to what was that, 60 or 50? 50. 50. 85 to 50. Okay. I mean, it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be bad. I'm almost to the point, I don't even want to give you predictions anymore because we're just. We're like just beating people bad. Yeah. The, hey, Sunday we got UConn at their place. How about that? <laughs> hey, and you know, I'm gonna be watching it too because you know that game's gonna be on TV. Yeah, noon on Fox. Yeah, it's a big one, really big. One. I will definitely be watching. And then you that. got, and then you got the following Sunday you got LSU. So there's there's some big games coming up. Yeah. Some big games coming up. Big and some very, some very important ones. One is in Connecticut, and the other one is in uh, 
is that Carolina? Is that is the, the LSU game? Is CLA? CLA? Yeah. And I really haven't. My dad and I called my dad right before I called you, and he said that the LSU women are beating people like we have been beating people. They're pretty good. And they, I was like, they are pretty good. Okay. But something's going to have to give. Somebody's going to lose. Yeah, LSU. I'm hoping it's LSU. LSU plays uh, Georgia tonight in basketball in in women's. 21 and 0, 9 and 0 in conference. So they're they're right there with. got that. I don't think. Yeah, they're right there with Carolina. Stranger things have happened. So who knows? But. But that game against LSU is going to be a doozy. Mm-hmm. But I, 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 I'm almost tempted from now until March, not even give you a prediction, just say we're going to win. Because, I mean, I have had, I've had no reason to say, oh, the girls are going to lose. I've had no reason to say that. The girls have not given me a reason to say that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, and, you're just you're almost just trying to make a point if you pick them to lose. You're, you're just trying to make a point, and I and I don't need to make that point. What do you mean? I'm saying like I don't need to make the point of like if you're picking South Carolina women's basketball to lose a game, you're just trying to be bold and make a point. And I'm saying like I I don't need to make that point. I don't think there's anybody better than us. I mean, I'm not going to pick them to lose. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like common sense tells girl, you they're going to win. Though, I don't think there's nobody. Yeah. There's nobody – as far as the girls go, yeah, there's nobody better than us right now. I don't – like, did I think at some point we would have a drop-off? Yes, but I haven't had – I haven't seen none, not really. If, if, if there has been drop-off, it's very not – it's very unnoticeable. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. So what's and on? So what's on the agenda I, for Robbie Davis today? What, what do you What do you got going on, Robbie? Just curious. Uh, well, I might be making dinner for my mom and Marion R twenty six tonight. Marion R twenty. Do you Do you call him Marion R twenty six in real life? <laughs> no, I just call him Rod. I wish you would. That'd be so funny. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I might be making walking tacos for them tonight. Gotcha. Oh, yeah. And it's expensive to make, too. <laughs> it's expensive to make. Because I got I to gotta get hamburger meat, taco seasoning, Doritos, stuff that goes on a taco. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I got to get a lot. Of, I got to get a lot of stuff. <laughs> Sounds like a good time. And it's worth it whenever – it's worth it whenever you're done – cooking it because it tastes mm-hmm. good yeah oh yeah hell i'm i'm hungry myself my guy but, uh, I'm, I'm uh you know <laughs> i'm looking i'm i'm looking forward to you, you're making me hungry for lunch hey like hey if i'm ever in town we're going to zach's you know that right <laughs> we're going to we're Z- going hey, robux say less robux. say less we're going to zaxby's i haven't had zaxby's in quite a while either you ever heard of a place, Robbie? You ever heard of a place called Huey Magoo's? You ever heard of that? 
Nope. No. No. So listen, it's a real place. It's 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 fairly close to where I live up here in Greenville. It is a chicken tender mm-hmm. spot. Bomb. Bomb. Okay. Bomb, dude. Just tendies, bro. It it is it is you know, I'm not gonna sit here and say that it's 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 better than Zaxby's, but it's 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 very good. It's, it's very good. It's it is very good. Yeah, and I'm not like a fast food guy, but I am a, I, I am a lover of chicken tendies. I will tell you that. <laughs> You're the first person I've ever I've ever known that called chicken tenders chicken tendies. Well, I've never heard nobody else call them. That. Well, yep, that's that's yeah. There, there you go. You can you can steal that if you like. No, I'm not going to steal it. That's yours. But uh, and and <laughs> but uh, he he, Marion R26. Actually, I went. We went to some place to get chicken, and he was like, "This place is better than Zachary's." And I was like, "I like gave him the stink eye." I was like, "No," I was like, "This is good, but it's not as good as Zachary's." <laughs> gave him the whole stink eye. He says, "Hold on, what what what, what, what place like, did he say Whoa. was better than than Zachary's?" Some place I've never heard of. Mm. I don't even remember the name of it. Well, you know what to do next time he says that. Just call, no, not really. Just, I don't just, know what to do. What should I do? Just call him a slap dick. That's it. <laughs> What's crazy is he's listening right now, too. <laughs> uh, I just want to – I just – I just want to hear you call Marion R twenty six a slap dick to his face. I, I just, that, that to me sounds like good content. <laughs> that sounds like good content to me. <clears throat> I wouldn't do that. Uh uh-uh. uh. Uh-uh. Great guy for real. Oh my goodness. Oh man. And who knows if we if I do come. If I do come to the upstate and we go to Roebuck, you might wind up seeing my bosses. Who knows? Okay. <laughs> they might even go as far as to pay for the food. Oh, say less. I'm game. Huh? I said say less. I'm game. Because <laughs> whenever I was there for a week, when I told you I wasn't going to call in for a week, I didn't pay for not one of my meals that entire week. <laughs> Feels good to be good, Robbie. Hey, you got it like that. You're the man like that. <laughs> I guess that's what happens whenever you're a Hall of Famer, huh? That's it. That's it. There ain't many of them walking around. And I'm and my and on and 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 Mary uh, uh, Rod Mary and I twenty six brought this up last night whenever he got home, whenever they got home. What what do you think? What do you think his what do you think Harper's jersey number will be? Because in the pictures I've seen on Facebook, his jersey number is seven, and we both know who wears seven. Yeah. I don't know. That's that's so, that's a great question. They can they can they can all fight for the numbers or what have you or do whatever they got to do, but. Uh... That is a good question. I mean, I don't, I don't know what. I mean, it's you know, if I give you a guess, it's p- a pure guess. I, 
I don't know. Um, if I had to guess, I don't think Rattler's given up seven. I don't think so either. I absolutely don't. <laughs> I absolutely don't think so. I, I don't. I don't think Nick Harbor would ask him to do so. Um, I said mm-hmm. zero, but I know Jaheim, or excuse me, that uh, Juju McDowell took zero for the bowl game. But if Juju changes, I think zero yeah. would be an incredible number for him. Um, mm-hmm. I don't. I don't know, man. I don't know. But he's not taking oh, seven. If, he's not taking seven. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. And you would also, if we were to go to Roebuck, also. I know I'm jumping all over the place, but that's what I do whenever I call. So if you don't like it, oh well. Go to the bridge and get over it. I don't care. You will see the original, the original Hall of Fame plaque if you go to Roebuck. I have a replica. They called the, one the of my o, boss, the OG is at the actual Zaxby's and Roebuck. Yes, the OG plaque is at the Zaxby's and Roebuck. I have my boss. One of my bosses actually called me and asked for my permission to make the other plaque, the, the, the other plaque that I have. He actually called me and asked me for permission. I was like, "You ain't gotta ask for my permission." If you want to make it, go ahead and make it. I ain't going to stop you. <laughs> I love that. That's that's incredible. That's truly incredible. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, they're, they're pretty cool. They're pretty cool guys, hmm. for sure. Only bad thing is one of them is a Clemson fan. The other one's a Tar Heel fan. Hmm. <laughs> Pair of slap dicks. No, they're actually great guys, for real. They are. I mean, I was the first person they hired to work in Roebuck. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Love that. The first person that they hired to work in Roebuck. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So, I am the original OG worker for the Zaxby's in Roebuck, South Carolina. <laughs> Love that. Robbie, you're a legend. I I was really hoping you would take us to the end of the show, and you have successfully done that, my friend. So thank you so much. It's always a pleasure. You are Uh, welcome. You're welcome. Good old Gamecocks. To heck with Clemson, because y'all suck at everything, except for making everybody's groceries. Y'all are very good at that, but everything else y'all suck at. Drop the mic. Drop the, <laughs> drop the mic. Drop the mic. All right, buddy. You, you have a good one, okay? Robbie, you're the man. And as I, always, leave the dumb stuff to me. Okay? Will, will do. Robbie Davis, appreciate you, my friend. Take care. No problem, buddy. Have a good one. Yes, sir. What a legend. Robbie Davis, what a way to end the show. Well said. Poetic as always. Ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for us. Hey. Sincerely, appreciate you all tuning in. Madison Duncan, I know you asked about it. Uh, The giveaway for the pair of tickets for the South Carolina LSU women's basketball game, that will drop probably here in the next hour or so. But the the giveaway is going to run for a week. So I promise you're going to have time. You're going to see the link, all that good stuff. Uh, Stay tuned for all the content. Check out the podcast that dropped this morning. And guys, as always, thank y'all so much. Thank y'all truly, genuinely, genuinely, sincerely. From the bottom of my heart, thank you all so much for the love and support. It's people like Robbie Davis, like everybody that calls in, engages, comments, tunes in, all that good stuff. 
It's you guys. You guys make the difference. People make the difference. And I truly appreciate each and every single one of you. All right. We're out of here. Thank you all so much. Appreciate you tuning in. Have a great rest of your Thursday. And we will talk to you all tomorrow.